Well met, friends. Welcome to yet another episode of AthraChat, our offshoot of Atherbeth, where we chat about shit. <laughs> I'm Jude Vase. And I'm Steph Midlock. In this episode of AthraChat, we're talking about episode five and six of The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Yeah, cool. So what did you think? <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I thought, man, what a... I think these two episodes dramatically encapsulate this show. Mm. Episode five really has a lot of what I have not liked about the show so far. Mm -hmm. And episode six, I thought, was one of the finest hours of television I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I thought it was incredible. The tension and the drama in the episode, I thought, was unreal. It was a movie. It was. It was a movie. The fights, the cinematography, the effects, the the acting, everything about it was fantastic. So and and from a pure from a, the standpoint of like the show, I thought that it advanced all the storylines it touched in really meaningful and interesting ways. Whereas episode five kind of just pulled the pud a little <laughs> bit on everything. Oh dear, I I don't I feel like. Yeah, I was a little frustrated with episode five. Yeah, do we want well, to start by saying some good stuff first and then and then maybe like talk about some things we thought were a little yeah. bit meat more? Okay. So episode five just sort of covers, it has a little bit of the Harfoots. We get the stranger doing some more magic-y shenanigans and scaring Nori. It's got Farazon and his weak-chinned, completely unbelievably related son Kemen. Um, I can't, well, we'll get there. And then it's got the, in Elrond, in, in Linden, it's got all of Elrond's relations and elders mm -hmm. gaslighting him on the subject <laughs> of oh, buddy. Uh, oh. Mithril. Yeah. And then a minor rebellion in the Southlands. Um, every one of those plots needed to move either faster. Sorry, we're saying nice things. <laughs> it's okay. Go for it. Well, <laughs> all, all of those plots needed to move either faster or were not well written. The thing with The Stranger, I think, is moving too slow. It is a slow burn, that's for sure. The stuff happening in, in Numenor, I think, could have been five extra minutes could have been a couple, could have been tacked on to the previous episode yeah. to give the other plots in this episode more room to, to breathe. Yeah. Uh, and I wildly dislike what they're doing with Gilgalad and um, Celebrimbor in this episode. Mm. Um, the only thing I unreservedly liked in this episode was Durin telling Elrond that he wants the meat and he wants it raw. <laughs> I know, I know a few Elrond stands that were probably like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. Claire, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Everything else about this episode, I really had reservations about. I didn't hate it. I just thought that it was the weakest episode by far. Um, um, yeah. If you don't mind, I'll say, uh, I, I also yeah. really liked Poppy's song. I thought that was very oh, nice. Oh, okay. No, that I'll add lovely. that to my unreserved enjoyed. I thought that was a beautiful song and I yeah. enjoyed that a lot. And it's always tough when they take a really famous line from something and like shove it into a new thing. Um, but that was nice. I liked that very much. Um, yeah. I also, so with The Stranger, I just wanted to say one thing I thought was kind of neat about episode five. At the beginning, Poppy is explaining 
to the stranger like that they're doing this migration or whatever um his grasp of the language has gone like leaps and bounds <laughs> from yeah. previous but anyway so and she's talking about that there's i don't remember the word she uses but that there's this like perils along the way right and the stranger mm-hmm. asks you know he sort of like gets this moment of understanding and it's like oh shit am i am i a, a hindrance am i like a bad dude and she's like no no you're not a bad dude and i, I just like that in that moment, the stranger learns that you always have a choice whether to be a help or a hindrance. And I think that that's a theme that Tolkien plays with a lot in his writings, right? Making a choice to be good. And I liked that they brought that out in that small way. I think that's going to, again, no matter who the stranger turns out to be, I think that that was like a beautiful kind of character building moment. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I did like Farazan in this episode, in episode five. Oh yeah. Um, I liked the moment with him and his idiot son uh, where he's just like, boy, are you fucking dumb? Like, why would I get in the way of this? Either they succeed and we start colonizing Middle Earth or they fail and they set me up to to, to take power. What? Why would I interfere with this? This is win-win for me. Yep. Yep. Well, that shows uh, him as a very shrewd politician, right? And shows that he's already calculating all this shit out in his hand. Yeah, um, no, it's yeah. a it's a great scene. Yeah. I can't stand the character of Kemen. Is, um, is that a real character? I can't remember if it, I can't remember off the top of my head either. Yeah. Um I don't like the actor for it. He looks oh. he looks like a guy that would play a middle management nerd. Oh, stop. In an office drama. I, well, but I think he, that's the He doesn't dude. look like a guy that could pull Isildur's sister. <laughs> um, right. He doesn't look like a guy wow. that ha- that would have someone as charismatic or yoked as Farazan as a father. But I think, I, yeah, is he, that? I just, yeah, no, I agreed. Sorry, is is that like them? Is that the showrunners though? Like they're doing that on purpose to sh- to 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 give us another example of a lesser son of greater sires who's going to play a pivotal role in fucking everything up because that is a big theme, right? We see that all the time. I mean, I I have to believe it's intentional because the casting in this show has been so good so far. I mean, I think you're. I think he is eliciting the exact things that that he is meant to from you. I think that's exactly what we're supposed to think. Oh, no, a hundred percent. We're supposed yeah. to hate him. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just dislike I him. Know. Um, oh, I'm sure he's a very sexy man in real life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know oh, about stop, that. stop, stop, stop. Um, <laughs> um, so I yeah. also I like Doran uh, and the table. I thought that was cool in episode. That was five. very funny. That was very uh, nice. And, I yeah, mean, and, that's you know that's very that is very in keeping with like dwarves and elves in the first and second ages. Where sure, and like that's very much like a dwarf like. Oh, I have a momentary political upper hand on this elf. I'm just going to fuck with him for funsies. (laughs) Make a bunch of elves carry this table 600 kilometers back to my house. Yeah. (laughs) Like. It's very funny. Yeah. Well, so tell Um, us a little bit about some, I mean, I think, I think many of us around the net have been having feelings about some of the other bigger things in episode five, right? The not so great things. The mithril thing, the elf thing. Let's talk about it. I don't like that everything about the Mithril plot. So this is one of those plots that I suspect work will work better in the context of the wider in the season long arc. Yeah. But in the context of a of 
moment by moment mm. feels extremely contrived and dumb. <laughs> because oh. the idea of these elves <laughs> yes. being rushed, uh, of being hoodwinked, like, I don't know, it just feels off. Mm. And this is, uh, I fully grant that this may be a case of I know too much. And if I went into this blind, I would be like, well, that tracks. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I just can't get on board with fucking Gilgalad and Celebrimbor. Like, we know Celebrimbor is an idiot. Like, that is canonical. He He's too smart for his own good and wants to, is willing to take enormous risks to 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 create things that he thinks will, will help his people. Mm -hmm. But the idea that he would just like, you know, yeah, let's, let's fuck the dwarves. Like there's nothing to indicate that he is that like, that that's his character, right. that he would gaslight Elrond, who is a yeah. not unimportant person in, in the lore, right. uh, in, in his society and make him break an oath, which is like, Kind of a big deal. Yeah, we talked, we had a whole episode of Aftermath about oath, oaths, sorry, oaths. about oaths and oath breaking, right? It's a big fucking yeah. deal. Yeah. And then all for like this wackadoodle Mithril subplot, which I like the, I don't mind like this apocryphal origin of Mithril. I just don't like him being willing to like throw the dwarves and Elrond under the bus for it. Yeah. It just doesn't track with the character. Um, mm. anyway. No, agreed, agreed. I think he's getting the same kind of like he's being used in the way Faramir was in Pete Jackson's original movies where they needed to create a, a person who's going to create drama, right? And um, and yeah. unfortunately, Celebrimbor has been sacrificed on the altar of drama. Um, I agree. I, I, I really hate that he basically like... It, yeah, like uh, manipulated Elrond into going and doing that. Like you know, yeah. like he and he and Gilgal, the two of them. Like that sucks. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it. And yeah, I want better for them. And yeah, me too. I expect that we will we will get better for them in season two. Okay. But for the moment, I don't like it. I know. Um, yeah. But that's okay because season uh, episode six really pulls it out of the pulls it out and really redeems the things a little bit. Can I, before we move on to episode six, can I ask you a question about episode five? Yeah. So, you know, at the end there's like that, the light of one of the Silmarils is in Mithril and that's why it's a blah, 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 yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and then there's like those shots of an elf fighting a Balrog, yeah. which we know does happen. But what, I mean, is, was that supposed to be like Glorfindel or who's the other elf who fights a Balrog? I can't remember. I mean, or, is, uh, or were they implying that that's Bill Gallad? Like, what? I thought that so, was weird. they don't say who it's supposed to be. I like the idea that they don't know. Here's the thing that I think is really interesting about that, that I like. We, as readers, sit in a, in a position of knowledge where we know things that they don't. Mm -hmm. We know what happened to the other two Silmarils. We know that one was thrown into fire and one into sea, but there's nothing to say that the rest of elf kind knows that. Mm. Yeah. They, those other two Silmarils could be 
an, you know, it could be one of those things where it's like every inordinately shiny rock that turns up is like, is it a Silmaril? Could it be a Silmaril? Is it a Silmaril? Do you think it's a Silmaril? <laughs> and people, and people have to be like, no, man, if it was a Silmaril, you'd fucking know it was a Silmaril. Yeah. Um, huh. Which I think is an interesting way of looking at the Nauglamir yes, in The Hobbit. The, the necklace, yeah. Oh, wait. In the sense that, yeah. yeah. In the, the sense Arkenstone? of like the Arkenstone yeah. and then, yeah, oh, sorry, the, the Arkenstone in The yeah. Hobbit. It's not a, a, a Silmaril. That's very clear. But I think it's interesting to put it in the context of, but they don't know that. Mm. Because they don't, know, who knows? List for me the people that saw a Silmaril be thrown into the fire and thrown into the sea. <laughs> right, two. <laughs> two well, elves. Yeah. One of whom went with the Silmaril into the fire. Right. And the other who proceeded to wander the beaches singing sad sack songs and was never heard from again. <laughs> I locked this lonely beach. Yeah. Right. Like nobody knows what happened to those. So the idea that there are, there is a ton of apocryphal tales about what happened to those other Silmarils. Yeah. Totally makes sense to me. And so hmm. to return to your original question, I don't know who it's supposed to be, Okay, but I like the idea that I don't object to the idea that they would be desperate enough mm-hmm to cling to this tale that like maybe there's a Silmaril with some of the light of the trees in it, that maybe Mithril contains some of that light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I like the, I, I'm totally on board with the idea that they would have, that they, that they would embrace these tales or that there would all be all these stories of where the Silmarils went and that they might even look at Mithril like maybe this is a thing. And what I, what I'm not on board with is that someone like, Celebrimbor, who is an artificer and a creator and someone who might check in on that, maybe <laughs> do a little research first, would be willing to throw Elrond so thoroughly under the bus without like just even the smallest amount of due diligence. Right. I mean, and I'm not, I just don't know like why the elves are convinced. Like, I, I, are they that desperate? Cause I mean, their whole thing is like, we're fading. We need something to help us from not fade away. Blah, blah, blah. And they really think this is going to do it. I don't know. Yeah. And that's the other thing I, I have a problem with is it's like, I you know, fading is a very slow process. Like, right. it's not like it's, it's not like they're all going to just snap out of existence on Tuesday, you know, <laughs> like it, it takes a minute. Yeah. And so there's no, there is really not a pressure that they got to get this done in the next like 72 hours. So Totally. All right. Well, thank you for going over that with me. Yeah, I I think um yeah, definitely some eye eyebrow raising moments in there. But, you know, the, the let's transition to um episode 6 cuz that one uh we just watched and whoa, yeah. what a what an episode. Wow, jazz yeah. hands. Uh so episode 6 is quite the thing. Lots of fights. <laughs> uh basically uh a Rondir fucking goes ham on orcs. Um, there's a fight in the tower, then the fight in the town, and then they get their asses kicked in the town. Yeah. And then just when you think all is lost, we have our little moment of... Uh, yeah. Our Urkin what's brand it? Um, kind of, yeah. Our, um, oh, what, what's day. it called? Uh, oh, no, the word went out of my head. The Tolkien thing. Um, oh, you catastrophe! Our our little you catastrophe, where uh, the thunderous hooves of Numenor 
as the Numenorians show up. Yeah. Um, and save the town. And uh, in in that chaos, they capture Adar. But it's too late because Adar, who has retrieved the hilt of the broken sword, uh, has handed it off to Waldreg, who goes and completes his assignment, which is using the sword like a key, which releases the waters uh, of a dammed river, which flows through the tunnels they've been digging and pours into the the uh, uh, lava chamber of Mount Doom, which apparently is a scientifically real thing. Yeah, I, I also was like, I call bullshit, and James was like, no, there's a video of people throwing garbage into a caldera, and it explodes. It's a real thing. Okay. No, yeah. And I they, had no they idea. Consulted, the producer said they consulted with a geologist, and apparently, like, wow. this is a thing that actually happens with volcanoes. Uh, if water gets into the... the uh, magma chamber of a dormant volcano, the the steam buildup will wow. cause an explosion. Now, not quite that big of an explosion. They're being, they, they sort of enhanced it, for, enhanced it for cinematic effect. But yeah, the mountain explodes and boom, Mordor. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. That was very but intense. We've glossed over a lot of really interesting parts, which <clears throat> I want to talk about. Yeah. So there's some really good moments between Isildur and Elendil. Yes. Um, which I think are fantastic. But I, I, the part I really want to focus on first is there is a conversation between uh, Galadriel and Adar that I absolutely love. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So interesting. Made you think about yeah. a lot of shit. So there's been all this question of like, who is Adar? What is Adar? Where did he come from? Is he Is he Sauron? Is he... This guy, is he that guy? We talked about, is he, um, oh, who did we think he was? I forget. Oh, um, uh, um, not a, um, Maglin, Maglin. Yeah. Was, is he Maglin? Much more interesting answer, actually. The answer's on the tin. He's one of the fathers of orcs. Mm. He is one of the original orcs, one of the Avari, who was turned against his own kind Mm-hmm. by Morgoth and became one of the fathers of orcs. Yeah. And he uh, he prefers the term, uh, Galadriel calls him a Moriondor, and he corrects her and says Uruk, mm. which I think is fascinating. Yeah, it is. And Was that supposed he, to be a play on Moriquendi, which is Elves of Darkness, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, and I just think it's a fascinating, the idea that, course the elves that if assuming so we've talked before multiple times about the idea of the, the elves uh the origin of the orcs being kind of a contentious subject uh, mm-hmm. a thing that tolkien wrestled with and then we've also talked about the problematicness of orcs right of them being a, a an evil race and i think this introduces a really interesting way to handle that in that they're not pure evil Sure. They're clearly a race that has been deeply manipulated and corrupted by Morgoth and Sauron. But this is this shows that they they have a care for each other. There, there's empathy and uh, custom and culture. There's female orcs. Adar refers to them as brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And his whole goal here is to create a land for them where they can exist 
Yeah. Unbound by masters. That's his goal. A place where they are not controlled by other people. They are free to forge their own destiny. Now, granted, he's going about it in a fairly ruthless way. Sure. But, you know, also, when the elves came to Middle-earth, the first thing they did was fucking slaughter all the orcs they came across. So... Right. (laughs) Just saying. No, absolutely. It it is Um, an absolutely fascinating, like, juxtaposition to, like, everything that we've been told in, in, like other mass media Tolkien things, right? It's like turning it it's on a, its head and it's great. It's so interesting. It's terrific. And yeah. I I love the idea that he's, you know, been twisted. She, you know, she portrays him as having been twisted by Morgoth. Yeah. But he is still fundamentally an elf. Yeah. There's a scene where he plants these seeds in the dirt before going to battle. And right. he says, right. New life in defiance of death. And then we later learn that Arondir has the same tradition. Mm-hmm. He's not that he is, he has become something other than the elf he was. He's now a father, he's an Uruk, a father of, of these orcs. But he is not like pure evil. He's no. been made other than he was. And he has become a part of a new people, but he is not othered into pure evil. And I think that is such a nuanced and just terrific way of doing it. I, I, I just want to high five the fuck out of the show showrunners and writers of this episode because it's so gracefully done. Oh, sure. Um, I just love it. I, I just love it. I could not be more of a fan of how this character's introduction went and how how it's been executed and the actor just crushes it. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad he survives. I just want him to be around the whole time. I I want more of him. Yeah. The fact that he he slays part of the things one of the things he says is that he killed Sauron. Right. That he, that he was horrified that? by Sauron's experiments upon the orcs, so he killed him. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, clearly what, he, what happened was he destroyed Sauron's physical form. He okay. chopped him in half or something and mm-hmm. unhoused him. And Sauron will go take another form somewhere. Okay. I think that's fucking fascinating. This guy stood up to Sauron, the lieutenant mm-hmm. of his god, yeah, on behalf of his people, on behalf of his children. I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. No, it is. I it's love beautiful. It. And unfortunately, I think we've now learned like that's going to seal his fate, right? I mean, that's Oh, no, he's screwed. He's 100%. Fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's going to meet I, an end. <laughs> that's not I love be good. I love his character so much. I yeah. I and I think that it's it is a fascinating new dimension to the idea of the Avari and the elves that that were taken by Morgoth in that time before before they before they were they joined up with the Valar mm-hmm. and the or it, it if you have to pick an origin for orcs mm-hmm. I think it is a tremendously compelling origin yeah and it, it gives them because you got to do something with them. You like you have to you have to pick something. Yeah. And I think as 
as origins go, it's a very, very good one. Yeah. I will say for a second when the tower was like when they pulled down the tower on the orcs for a second, I was like, run Oh wait. Oh, wait, they're the bad guys. Never mind. But I did have a moment of like, oh, no, they can't get out. Wait, yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting that we're seeing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. seeing more of that side of them. Do you think that so a lot of people now are pointing out that the sort of topographical design or or whatever it is on the breastplate you know, between a couple of these characters, including Adar, are very similar. Um, people are saying, you know, you and I have talked about that, I think, in our last Athra Chats episode. So do you think how, like, so then he's, I mean, if he's a more Quendi or Navari, he's not a Noldor, an elf, right? So how, yeah, no, he's, so why does he, he have that? Why is it so um, similar to Gil, to Gilgaled's? It could be uh, an ancient motif okay. that harkens back to, you know, it could be, a motif that refers back to Quivienen, yeah. or okay. it could be simply referring to um, Balerian. Because yeah. if he if he like was uh, a servant of Morgoth, mm-hmm. then you know that region would have had meaning for him too, and he okay. could have. It could also just be scavenged, equi- you know, w- tr- war trophies that he took from the dead. Could be that, he, and that he. You know, and it could also just be that they're trying to establish a visual identity to connect him to those older elves. Gotcha. And it doesn't have like a deeper meaning, but I think the it works. Stage connection. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I uh, I have to point out how much I loved uh, the horse stuff in episode six. <laughs> you know, there is I was very good. Bring hor- it back there is very that. good horse con- content there. Yes. Yes, I thought I just thought that was very sweet. There, it was like a um uh, a way of I think like giving a nod to movie Aragorn and his horse Brago, right? The Brago like comes yeah. and finds him. Like I, I'm sure that Isildur's uh, horse is somewhere and is going to come and help him. Um, yeah. And that will be nice and I will like it. And it's great. I liked yeah. it. Very sweet. There's a lot going on else in this episode besides Adar, obviously, and the big battle. Halbrand is declared king of the Southlands. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot going on with Halbrand. A lot of people believe that this episode more or less confirms that Halbrand is Sauron. No. I am not one of them. I don't, um, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. You know me, I'm always wrong. So, I mean, I did sort of think it was, he was, but now I don't know. Halbrand just does nothing for me. I find him so boring. I, I yeah. really don't care about him. I don't, I just don't know what to make of him. I, yeah. I really don't. I still maintain that I think, I think, I think he's a red herring. I think Sauron is already in Eregion manipulating Celebrimbor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that Hal Brand is a red herring. I Yeah, I think so, too. I, He's a I don't know, though. It just depends how much they want to fuck with Galadriel's mind, right? Because they did have that weird moment. Every time they do, like, a weird moment between those two, I'm like, no, we're not doing this. Come on. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that plot at all, but, um, yeah. There's certainly a lot of hints towards it. But I, like I said, I think those are intentional. I think we're supposed to wonder if he's Sauron. Yeah, I think we are supposed to wonder. But I think, but. I think, I think they're <laughs> intentional misdirects. Oh, I think so too. I, I don't know. So. He just doesn't. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I mean, I, you remember in episodes three and four, I was convinced that he was, right? Because he's was standing over the shoulder of Farazan, and he has that kind of weird disassociation moment when he's yeah. drinking with those jerks that he then super murders, right? Yeah. So, like, no matter what, he's not a good dude. He definitely is going to be a ring wraith or something. That's an interesting question, too. Um, we know uh, f- that the three Numenorean lords, right, are going to become ring wraiths Mm -hmm. do you have are you starting to think about who they might be Mm, i i don't know um yeah i don't know that's a good question though yeah Mm. yeah that is a good question we probably haven't met them yet they'll they're probably going to be king's men yes and we haven't had a lot of interaction with the king's men yet yeah no we're just seeing them sort of start forming right with those guild guys yeah, interesting. Um, uh, I'm gonna say all stuff with eyeballs is a big no for me. <laughs> there was too much almost stabbing and stabbing of eyeballs oh. in this episode. I was like, Ugh, yeah. Uh, there's that fight with that big gross. fucking orc and a rondier. That scene was gross. Oh, gross! It was so gross when it the, went in this the mouth. Orc I was blood like, just ew. <laughs> rushing out of that guy's stabbed eye socket all over Arondir's face. Yeah. I had to close my eyes. I said, James, I cannot. You tell me when it's over. It was gross. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, this this show is very funny. It's like amazing, amazing. And then it has some of the grossest television moments that I've ever lived through, like that disgusting cow milk. Like, oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot with this show. Yeah. So that was funny. But yep. anyway, well, so any other uh, parting thoughts for us? Uh, no, I just thought that it was terrific. I love that Arondir and Bronwyn finally kind of like, I mean, they didn't seal the deal, but like they openly admitted what they, what's going on with them. Yeah, they, they're planting the seeds, if you will, <laughs> in, in a few different ways. Wow. Okay, mm. sorry. Meet more. No, but um, they really did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and around you're saying, you know, when this is all over, we'll have a little farm and stuff. And then, you know, Mount Doom explodes. So, so much for that plan. Um, Unless you want to farm ash and sadness. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. Galadriel also standing in the ash cloud. I was like, she would be burned immediately. Geologists yeah. are probably wagging their fingers, um, but it was pretty cool looking. And it's yeah. going to set us up for those awesome like stills that we've already seen of her, like all covered in the ash. Yep. Yep, I'm very interested to see what happens next episode. Right, I know, me too. We've got oh two God. more left, and I'm I'm fascinated to see what happens. So. If they kill Isildur's horse, I'm rage quitting. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Judas Noted. smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Oh, brother. Cool. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited. So you and I will come back uh, with another Ather chats like after the end after of the, the season. So yeah. that'll be a whole fucking thing. I said to James, I'm taking the 14th off work because I got to watch it like right when it drops on the night of the 13th. I cannot. Yeah. I can't miss yeah. it. It's going to be amazing. Well, um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. Thank you very much for taking us through this. Um, I yeah. also just want to um, apologize to our discord and everything i just hide from all of you because i i haven't i can't watch it as fast as everybody else so i've been i've been trying to like stay off of so i feel bad i'm just like totally not a part of any of the conversations but i'm so glad that you guys are having them please keep coming and telling us your opinions and stuff um 
uh, Princess Quill get, um, had a really interesting um, Reddit thread that she posted. So thank you very much for that um, with somebody going through and like really kind of looking at all the stuff and, and seeing like what's canon for, you know, or quote unquote canon and what's not. So that was cool. Thank you guys so much for being on our Discord and Twitter and telling us your opinions. Keep coming. We want we want to hear from you. I want to hear what you thought of the eyeball stuff. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, send send Steph all your gross eyeball stuff. No! <laughs> Why? Oh, no, now you've done it, Jude. I'm screwed now. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for this, thank Jude. You. And thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll be back again with another After Chats. Because here's the thing. Whoops. Sorry, cat. Just kicked my cat. Um, 